Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Action Park Media. The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. It's Tuesday. Hi, it's a Tuesday, and Welcome we're to gonna Talk rock it for you. Please make sure that you don't have this on speaker because I can't guarantee what the fuck will come out of our mouth. <laughs> oh, oh! Speaking of, now that you've cursed, it just reminded me. I have to give oh, a yes. shout out to my nephew. <gasps> Hi, Brody. Hi, Brody. I'm sorry. I have a potty mouth. Brody has a potty mouth. I do have a bad bad potty mouth. And he loves the show. It's his highlight of his Tuesday morning drive to school. Now we'll be to camp. And I have promised him that I will and Scout will shout out our love for Brody. What's up, Bobo? What's up, Bobo? I love you. I love the squeezes that you give me. Oh, my God. You give the best hugs. You're the best nephew. You're you're my favorite nephew, Bobo. (laughs) You're my favorite nephew. (laughs) (laughs) All right, "Ah." now go to school. Turn the radio off. Don't listen to us talking naughty anymore. Yeah, stop listening to Auntie Scoot curse. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) And now all you rest. The rest of you can hear us curse. What's going on, girl? How's life? You know, life is a little peculiar at the moment. I'm going through an issue with a friend that's no longer... Uh-huh. friend and man it's like brutal man I yeah. I I like don't have that bone in my body to be vicious towards people yeah. um I mean it takes me a, like a a lot to fucking yell at someone you know yeah, you've got to do too. something pretty pretty bad and I'm I'm like trying to process it man I I I was like crying all last night I was like I, I feel bad for Tom because he was he was up with me and I was just like, you know, questioning myself. And, you know, it's, oh, yeah, it's it's crazy. We, we, we talk about that. You know, we yeah. I talk, told you when this started that it, that's what we do in our 20s. We like collect yeah. a bunch of broken, fucked up people. Yeah. And then you start to find someone in your life that gives you some security and balance and it allows you to see people for who yes. they are. 
And then that person gets, those people get scared mm-hmm. and um, what's the word? Like, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know. They just, they just get scared and, and they start to act out Yeah, and they come after you and you just have to like, that's then your part of your thirties is separating the crazies from your mm-hmm. true friends. And then you'll still weed through a few as people get married and have kids and all that stuff. And then come to your forties and you have, you'll have like two or three friends and you'll be totally content that yeah. you don't have this. There's going to be no more drama. Like in your forties, you're not going to have drama anymore. Oh my God. It's like not cool. You know, and it, and it hurts. And I'm sure that there people go through this, you know, that are listening. You've gone through that when someone you actually really love and care about and you think think that this person is going to be in your life forever, like for your marriage, for your like how babies, like you just like, you know, that you just feel in your gut that this person's going to be there for you and cares about you and loves you. And then when something goes wrong, a a different version of them that you've only like, you know, it's, it's shocking. And, and I think that's what affected me more. It's like not what's being said right now or, or, or being done. It's more of like, I'm, I'm more sad. Like, that I'm, I'm losing that friendship that I thought was going to be really solid in my life. Like I yeah. cared about this person a lot. And but that's this person's what, not, it's not well, Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, no. seems not well. And that's, that's kind of been with my friends that I don't, I no longer talk to. It's the same thing. There's they're, they're they need to get help for themselves, yeah. whatever that may mean, you know, they're not happy people mm-hmm. and they need to work on that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was one of those really, people really that weren't ugly. happy. You know, I was like, you know, doing drugs and I wasn't a good version of myself. And I checked yeah, myself. You were only hurting yourself. Yeah, I was hurting myself. You never other people because you other didn't want to look at yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know? everyone's different. I mean, different. look, girl, my, my best friend of 20 years, you know, I shared everything with who well, I was going to like have him walk me down the aisle. I always imagined I would, he would walk me down the aisle yeah. of my wedding to my husband because he was like my brother, my yeah. family, you know, and he killed himself and blamed me for it. Like, yeah completely Dude. like, like crazy people are really like, you know, it, 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 we talk about like, mental health is a real thing and, um, you don't want to live your life like this. Yeah. I mean, there's like drama going on with my, my husband's side of the family. And, and I just, I don't, under, not, not with us. We don't yeah. talk to them at all anymore. Um, but it's like, I can't, I just can't wrap my mind around taking the time of my, uh, away from my living my life Mm -hmm. to go after other people. Mm -hmm. I just think life is so short and I doesn't make sense to my brain. Like I don't want to live with, I don't want to hold on to that and live with that every single day. I have way more important things to do, like doing nothing. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Smiling, being happy, going and taking a walk, (laughs) like going and buying flowers, like going and like, you know, spending my time talking to someone that I really care about. I don't, I don't understand why you would choose to live your life with such anger. Yeah, truly, 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 truly well put, honestly. Don't choose anger, guys. It's not no. worth it. And it just like, I mean, even this, I've, I've only been going on with it for a couple of weeks. It feels like it's been like two fucking years. <laughs> like it's yeah. just like sucks so much energy out of me. So if my Patreon guys, if you guys are looking at me right now, that's why my eyes are so puffy. Um, but it literally just feels like my body's just been like, I'm just airlifting above my body and I'm just like not in my body right now. You know, fucking shit affects you, man. People's words yeah. affect you guys. And that just goes yeah. to like on the internet, you know, my, um, yes. my dude, uh, finally we can announce that he, he was the stunts. Uh, he did all the stunts for, um, 
Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. Yes. Um, and, you know, pe- Star Wars fans were bashing Moses, you know, saying right. racist things. Right. About, like, it's right. like, I saw that. It's ridiculous. Guys, like, yeah. fucking words hurt, man. Yeah. If you don't want these words thrown at you, why the fuck throw, would you throw them at, at human beings? We yeah. are fragile. Our vessel is fucking fragile, man. It, it really is. Like, I think about it, you know, I was, I was watching a case or whatever, and they were like, oh, yeah, I just, um, no, it's on TikTok, where they did, they have, like, this mold of a, of a body where you can see all the insides, and it's, like, all gelatin kind of, and mm. they would shoot them and stab them, and you would just literally see how easy the stab wounds go in and what damage and effect it is. And I was thinking, I was like, that's, we're so easy to destroy, you know? Yeah. We're very, very fragile. You know, yeah. it's, it's just nuts. I think people just need to like kind of fucking check themselves before they open well, their you, mouths. I think it's hard too. Cause you're, you know, when we get attacked on social media or people make nasty always, comments, it's always. like, you have to think about like, I always go like, should I fire back right now? Should I, because I really want to. And half of me goes, you know what? I really don't want to. I don't need to take the time and energy out of my life to, to continue to feel, to, to engage in this ridiculous behavior because it's just fucking immature. Yeah. But it, what would happen if that person did, are they getting like the exposure and the attention that they're craving? And that's why they did it in the first place. Yeah. Or would they, you know, would they cower to somebody coming after them? Would it be nice to have them feel what it feels like to be on the receiving end of that? So it's a hard decision to kind of, you know, as a celebrity, when you're, you know, 10,000 people messaging you about, and, you know, three quarters of it's wonderful, but there's always that one rotten apple that decides to make some comment because they felt like they needed to, to voice their opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, do you, do you, do you engage or do you not engage? Like, yeah. you know, and then, and then I have other, like you, like you'll have other fans that will go after them for you. Yeah. And then I'll always hop onto the other, the fans saying like, I love you guys. I appreciate it so much, but don't even, don't bother. Don't waste yeah. your time. Yeah. No, don't waste your time out of your day in your life to, to deal with such with people that are just fucking stupid. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> am I going to get in trouble for calling someone stupid? No, no, no. But, it, but it's, but it is true. You know, I, I mean, even, even with Tom, you know, he was giving me advice and I was just like, well, you know, I, I've always, when things like this have happened or, or something or whatever, falling out or something, I'm, I'm always the person that sits back and stays silent as that person just says whatever they want. Mm. whatever. Right. And it's kind of like what I do on social media, you know? And like, I'm just like, am I not sticking up for myself? Like, should what if I you thought about it in a different way? What if yeah. you thought about it in a way that you were not engaging and you were not entertaining the lunacy, mm-hmm. that you were just understanding that what they were coming out that because they were coming after you because of their own insecurities, yeah. their own envy, which is really ugly and jealousy, which is even uglier. And maybe their own personal conflict with whether it be addiction or depression or, you know, that it's, they, they're not taking care of themselves. If you just saw it for what it is, yeah. instead of thinking that it is about you and that you're getting a you're getting attacked and you need to defend yourself, just take a, like a total step back from all of that and look at the bigger picture yeah. And don't get yourself invested in it because it's really quite sad. Yeah, I mean, it's it sad the people that, that attack other people. I mean, if you can have empathy for how sad their lives are, as, you know, like your, your person that you're talking about, like just have some empathy for maybe yeah. how, I mean, how, how, how pathetic realist really it is. Um, I'm sure I'm going to get some nice messages after she listens to this. <laughs> um, bring it. Um, I don't even, I don't even care. Um, 
but uh, whatever, you know, um, but I, but I think if you can do that instead of like taking it to heart so much and thinking that there's some truth to what she's saying, cause there's not, yeah. and it doesn't matter. It really doesn't affect you in your life in any way. She can, you know, it's, 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 it's not, it's none of your business. What, what's that quote? There's a great quote. Um, it's none of my business. Come on, you guys help me out. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know it. You, uh, it's none of my business. Someone's saying it right now. Is, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's none of my business. Like what you think of me is none of my business. Yeah. Your opinion of me is none of my business. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I don't, what does it matter? What she thinks of you? Yeah. You know, really like, what does it matter what anybody thinks of you? T- totally, totally. It, it's about what you think of you. Yeah, totally. It, and anyone it, it that completely knows, you, is. knows you, I think, I think, I think why it affected me so bad. Cause it was someone super, super close to me. So I was yeah. like thrown. I was like, holy shit. I, I, you were very yeah. close and you would have been continued to be close, you know? And that's scary. I was like, what would you have done if I kept you, you know, like it just would have been, but like, I mean, I'm proud of myself because I, I stayed true to who I was and I didn't engage. And also I, like you just said, I, I respect whatever she's going through. And I also like send love and hope everything goes great in her future. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no ill thing over here. It's just, please stop like harming me, (laughs) you know, (laughs) just please stop that. Just just have something better to do with your life. Like go about, go about about your business, you know, come on, you know, do, I know it's, I'm sorry you're going through. I know. Thank you for being there for me. (laughs) Honestly, you've been so great. And all of you guys, virtual hugs, send my way. Yes. Virtual hugs. (laughs) Send them. Don't engage. Don't engage. Yeah. Don't engage in people's, people's, it is like that kind of stuff. Stay out of it. Sorry you feel that way and peace out. Now go get some help. You're great. You're so good at that. So I'm wearing this shirt. Um, can't final see. girl on no Patreon. You guys will be able to see oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Adam, uh, my, my friend Adam, he creates these and they actually, um, Jimmy Lee Curtis has one too. They're in like variety and all cool shirts and they're really nice, um, comfy guys. I have one for you, Daniel. <laughs> they're actually really nice. They're like little crappie, crappie versions. Um, so I wanted to give them a shout out. Um, all right. Shall we um, talk dirty? There are some amazing doctors out there, but really the only ones that matter are the ones who actually take your insurance. With ZocDoc, you can focus on doctors who are in-network, putting you on the path to see the doctors who are right for you. No more wasting time hunting down Aunt Shirley's cash-only chiropractor or the dentist your coworker recommended who's out of your network. I use ZocDoc, and you should too. It's easy, painless, and easy to find quality doctors. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. Go to ZocDoc.com scary and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash scary. ZocDoc.com slash scary. Should we talk, talk dirty? dirty? Yeah. Talk dirty to me. You want to talk dirty? I'm going to talk dirty to you. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Talk dirty to me, I will, darling. Okay. I don't know how dirty uh, this will be. You know, actually, this is pretty interesting. 
Um, I don't want to say the name. I know that you did say your name, but I just want to kind of keep it until the end and then um, I'll uh, have Daniel's advice on here. Yeah. So I've been listening to your podcast for a while and I appreciate how honest and unfiltered you both are, especially on the topics of sex and true crime. I have an idea of a topic for you to cover if possible. Uh Male talent at horror conventions preying on fans. Mm. Male talent at horror conventions preying on fans. fans. I know the name of the person. Yeah, no, no. I know this to be an area of work you both sometimes do and you interact with uh, with the very men causing harm and the fans affected by them. I have been Mm. preyed on at conventions for years and recently due to one of the male child horror actors that I sadly dated, I've been receiving messages and support from fellow women, some very young that have to, that had to have been affected by this individual. I know there to be more men doing this, but have not been personally approached by them. I feel this is an urgent and deserves to be a bigger discussion. If not here, I can be contact. And she gave her contact. She goes, she goes, thank you for your time. Damn. Let's just say that I'm sure it's not just in our horror convention world. Let's just say exactly. it is part of the world we live in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um it's it's you we we don't you guys don't have to go there. Yeah. Like ladies, you you don't you don't you don't have to you don't have to um take the bait. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, I've seen, it's funny because I don't hang out afterwards. So I never see it. Oh, I see it all the time. All the guys, you always seen it. I was like, wait, people hook up with people. Like I was never, I'm just so like in my room afterwards and I'm, I'm like in my little bubble. So I don't ever, I don't ever know what's going on. Um, I'm not at the after party, so I can't, I don't really see it, but I definitely can see like, you know, the single guys, like the hot, you know, chicks coming over that are, um, that are fans. And it's easy because they must feel like, oh, uh, they already, they already know that they're liked, you know, I never thought about it as them as being preyed upon. Yeah. You know, you've seen more of the, of the, I guess of the, of the prey. Um, I I don't know. I don't, I I mean, I'm always shocked when I'm like, when I hear like, oh yeah, so-and-so had, you know, found someone last night they had sex with. And it's like, wait, what? You just met the person today. And like, you brought them back, they brought them back to their room. And yeah, but is it it consensual? Like, I don't, you know. That's the thing that I was uncertain about. I didn't know that that was happening. I always knew that there was like, I've, I've always have heard of a party vibe, right? Yeah. I've, I've heard of that, you know, like I've already expressed, like I, I had to hook up with a fellow, like, um, person that was signing at a, at a con, you know, like, so like that's, that's sure. one done. I had that experience and I've, I've always have heard about like, you know, there's, there's hookups, but I'd never had seen it. Like yeah. I'd, I'd noticed like, you know, that girl, the girl, like hang out at the table, you know, for two days right, in right, a row right, right, or whatever, right. yes, or something yes. like that. Like I've noticed that, but, but I, I thought it was voluntary. I, I, yeah. I never thought that it was, um, on the other spectrum that maybe they didn't, that they were being preyed on or something. Right. Um, not to say that it ha- doesn't happen. I mean, I can believe it. I really can. When sure. we're at these cons, I- I- at least for Danielle and I, we are so in our bubble and like things that we see, it's none of our business. So we kind of stay out of it. Um, I feel like if this is going on, it's so fucking wrong. That is yeah. absolutely wrong. And I hope that person, you know, sees that. 
you know, because that's not cool to do to anyone, male or female. You right. know, I mean, right. women. Listen, can, I see a lot of the women yeah, too. I was gonna say. A I was lot. just gonna say. I've seen some weird shit go on that I'm like, whoa, what is what is happening yeah. over there in that, in that table in the corner? Like, oh my god, they're making out. Is like, what's fucking going on? Yeah, and you know, and and if this person or people or whatever, if they are doing this, I mean, sorry, it's gonna catch up to you. You know, you yeah. you can't you can't do this. You know, especially now with what's happening. Right now, you know, a lot of people's voices are finally being heard and, you know, and, and you, you're going to get what you deserve, you know? So, Isn't, but I like preyed upon is an interesting word because I think about it in like, you know, when you go to a bar, like you're, you're women always are sort of preyed upon. Yeah. I you know? know, I mean, women are preyed upon, I'm, we're preyed upon going to the supermarket. Yeah. Like you can't, you, you can't kind of escape that. I know, but it's not fucked. It's not fucked that we constantly, like, that's what we think. I always point it out to Tom and I think Tom's like, he does not notice it because I'm always like, oh, the fucking woman is like giving me a dirty look because her fucking husband's checking me out. Like, can we move? Right. You know, because I'm feeling uncomfortable. One of our our fellow uh, actresses. Oh my God. Yeah. The show. I didn't even see the person. Oh yeah. I'm very, I'm very aware of it. I'm very, very aware of it. I don't know why I'm aware of it because I think maybe it was just happening so much that I just like now want to excuse myself from the situation. You also have had trauma that your, your spidey sense goes off a little bit more easily. Oh, totally. Yeah. I I, I can't wait till it's just like this. And I'm like, (laughs) ah, like a big sigh (laughs) of relief. That's ever going to, that's ever going to happen. I hope so. I hope so. Or one day I'm just going to be blind as fuck and not see anything. I'll be like, you know what? I could wear the glasses, but I choose not to because I don't want to see all the bullshit. I guess like there's also a lot more women now that are at cons yes, than there exactly. used to be. Um, and a lot of these guys, it's like, I would almost think it'd be more like the fans that would kind of go after the uh, the women because like everyone's like partying together more so than like the celebrities that are, are preying on, on them. But I mean, I guess... Uh, it's well, wrong either way you want to look at it. But as a woman, like you don't, you don't have to sit, sit, you don't yeah. like, protect yourself. Just keep your distance. But like, also don't- too, it's like, it's probably their idol or someone that they're really stoked to meet on. And yes. then, you know, they, they say some comments or something. And what, 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 what do you do, Danielle, when someone says something to you? It just happened to me at the Carolina Fear Fest. Someone, someone said something and it was in front of Tom and I didn't address it right away, they say? but they were saying, they were like, you know, they were like, Hey, that's my girl you know, to Tom, like that's, that's my girlfriend. And I was just like, about you. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, and, and so weird. Yeah. And so at the con, he kept on calling me his girlfriend. And I was just like, what do you do? Laugh it off. Was it a fan that said that? Yeah, it was a fan. It was a fan. And, Mm. you know, and, and Tom and I just like laughed it off. And like, there's nothing really that we can say. Cause if we did even say like, Hey, actually it's not cool for you to say like keep on saying that like this is my boyfriend you gotta respect him and I'm not your girlfriend you know like yeah you, you, like imagine I know, I know imagine I know. if we said that so put yourself in these women's shoes when like some some guy says something like oh you fucking that 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 you know leotard looks good on you or whatever or, or keeps right, on right. or t- or squeezes you a little you mean have you ever I how know, many fucking men how have you many? taken a picture how with that have squeezed many? you or ask you to do something that it's I know. like, you know what else I'm noticing lately? What do you do? I'm noticing, and I think, and I, I, and I, my, you know, we talked in the last episode about like follow your gut. My gut always tells me that this is what's really going on, and I'm, I've never said this before, and I wonder if you felt the same way. The the guys that take a photo with you and they have their 
their timer on or their video on and they hand it to your handler to do it. And you're, and it's, and I feel like when they're like, Oh, Oh, Oh gosh, I have my video on. Oh, or, Oh, my timer was set to 30 seconds. And you're like, Oh, it's because you're, you're holding me next to you for 30 seconds. And I'm like, take the picture. Like this is hugging me really tight. Take the picture. What is going on? Why is this going? Why is this like not happening? And then I find out, Oh, it's because you had your timer. And then they act like all flustered. Like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that I had my video on and it was on timer. It's like, is that, do I believe that that's the truth? Or I know it's, I know it's crazy to, to think like that, but I think it's true. And, and we're not saying not everyone is like this. There's some incredible, incredible, like the majority are incredible fans, but there's some people that do come to these sort of events. And I, I, I started having to like, whoever's the handler. Predators. Yes. Right. Yes. And so I get what she's saying. I like, it can be on the opposite end as well. You know, I'm not saying that it isn't, you know? Um, but I, I've started having to ask my handler, like, stop taking like five different angles. And I'm, I'm in this, this hold for 45 minutes. I was yeah. like, because their hand are feeling up or squeezing or, it's you know. Un- it's just uncomfortable. And that's you don't not, over you know, and but over some people overstep over their boundaries. And over again for like six hours. Yeah. That can start yeah. making you feel funny. You're being touched. Yeah. You're being, I don't think anyone ever thinks about that. You yeah. know, you're, you're being touched by a thousand people and, yeah. you know, 70% are men. Yeah. And, and, and we're designed to make, too. we're designed to make you guys feel comfortable. So right. I think, you know, there's a couple of fans or whatever that have asked, like, even like guys are like, oh, can I put my armor, you know? And I'm like, oh, right. like, it's so nice. So nice like, to be asked. To be asked. Yeah. You know? know, or like, or, or like when you do graze my butt, say, say something <laughs> like, I'm sorry, right. or oops, right. or, or excuse me or something. Not, not right. like, like, Ugh, you know, or like a smile, or like a giggle or something. I'm just like, ah, <laughs> like, I mean, this needs, this needs to be addressed. Totally wonder, needs to be addressed. hundred um, percent. I have her information. I have that. all that. Yeah. I wonder. Because we want uh, um, you all to feel safe too. You know? A hundred percent. This is a safe, safe space. That's why I love doing it cons be so fun. much. Fun it and safe, man. It should be fun safe, and man. safe. Yeah. And if you want to engage actually with, with these, with these guys, cool. Awesome. Go for it. You want to have, you know, fucking do it, do, but you do what you feel comfortable with, yeah. but they shouldn't, it shouldn't be like a if free they won't for leave all. leave you alone awesome. or whatever. I get to like, you know, go out and, and all these women love, you know, love me. And I'm, you know, you're this, this mm-hmm. actor dude and all these chicks want to throw themselves at you and you're just going to take advantage of that situation. Yeah. But I mean, isn't that what rock stars have done their entire life too? Yeah. It's like groupies. I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, ugh, it's a really disgusting world we live in sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's time hard. to change it's it. Hard, hard to be a woman it's, sometimes. It's and it's hard it. to be a man sometimes yeah, too. Hard, yeah. As we've heard with the Johnny Depp trial, like, you know, yeah. it goes both ways. Oh yeah. hundred percent. It goes both ways. All right. Do you have another question over there, darling? And I'm trying to know who that person is, even though I actually probably don't want to know. I know. I, wanna, I know. I'll, it's I'll never make look me, at them I ever swear, the same. I swear if it's someone that's like close to me, I'm going to fucking slap them across the face. <laughs> have a but I mean, I'm curious because I wouldn't mind having a conversation with yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's multiple women. So we'll, um, I'm not going to say your name, babe, but we will reach out to you and figure um, that out. We're not going to just ignore well, that. No. Yeah. We'll, we'll, um, we'll have a talking to them because if there's anyone that can smack someone upside the head, it's us. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll listen to us. There should be like a, like a briefing, you know, like we do when we get on set, when you go on a movie set, like there's, there's rules. You have like a full on, yeah, maybe you know, cons to start on sexual doing that. harassment. Maybe cons need to start like, doing that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, yeah. 
It's like, fuck I mean, it. That's true. I mean, this is a, it's an event. This is an event. This is like being on set, like manners, yeah. manners, how I mean, to treat we, people, I, etiquette. Like, come on. Did you have a lot of people at the last show talk about, cause we addressed a couple episodes ago about like, like convention etiquette. And I had a bunch of people come up to me saying like, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I hope we never offend you. But like, I didn't know that this was, you know, something that would, would bother you or, you know, like wearing the mask at the table. And like, like I had a couple guys sort of say like, I appreciate, we're sorry that they're, they're fans that actually do that kind of stuff, but thank you for telling us because they don't know, they don't know what, what it feels like on the other side. And they want to make sure they don't ever do anything that makes us feel uncomfortable. So there was no knives. There was no knives. No, at this con. Yeah. Did you notice that? That Yeah. That was scary. That was lovely. I was like, that was really, really nice to not just be like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) shit, I'm signing an actual knife because it's cheaper than a fake one. (laughs) Except that switchblade I had in my pocket in case I needed to fucking shank somebody. Good, Um, good. That's why I sit next to you every time. (laughs) I'll just look at you. We need a safe word. Yeah. We need a safe word. Pineapple juice. Pineapple. Oh my God. Pineapple juice. (laughs) <laughs> that was actually well no no Carolina Fear Fest actually did did you read yeah. there they actually yeah, did really juice. great pineapple juice yeah. I had never gotten a letter but it was for the um the guys that were helping they were like right, feel comfortable those or anything too. and it was and run and by to sit next to them it was run by by a woman a woman show was run by a woman and it was the first time that we actually I got appreciate that a letter saying if you guys feel uncomfortable in any way with people, guests, or uh, other guests, mm-hmm. or your handler or fans, there's a safe word, and yeah. you don't have to say anything. We'll take care of the situation. That was beautiful. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah, that was lovely. Love so we that. thank you for that. Yes. Um, okay. So here's here's a question that um, that we got. Um, okay. And Scout, take notes. Um, this okay. is a white a wife wife question. Um, so she says, hi, lovelies. I want to start off by firstly saying I've been a binge listening to your podcast and I absolutely love it. It is raw. It is real and incredibly relatable. I don't know if you ladies truly realize how many of us can relate to each of you individually. You're both incredible women and I'm just in awe of both of you heart. Mm-hmm. With that being said, LOL, I have a question. I'd love the input from both of you ladies. So let's see. My name is Rachel. I'm 36 years old and I'm a wife to a wonderful man and a mommy to a beautiful three-year-old little girl who is mine and my husband's world. But as a new-ish mom, I never realized how much my relationship with my husband would change since having my daughter. Within a week of having my daughter, I began to develop PPD and with lack of sleep, et cetera, I grew exhausted and began to even resent my husband. Mm. I was eventually put on antidepressants and things definitely got a million times better. So now fast forward two to three years, my libido is seriously non-existent. My husband gets upset because he feels I'm no longer attracted to him. And that cannot be further from the truth. I love him dearly, but I seriously have no urge or desire to have sex, to fool around nothing. I don't even take care of myself in that regard, like ever. Mm. Do ladies have any advice on what I can do to help not only myself, but also things that I could do to show my husband that I still love him and that I want him after the seven years we've been together. Thank you so much for reading and for all that you do. Oh man, that's gotta be tough. So eh? I think it's really common, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I also don't know, and this is, this is very specific, but I don't know also if you had a vaginal birth or a cesarean section, because that could also have a lot to do with it. Trauma, um, to that, you know, to, to that area, it's, it's, it takes a long time. I had two C-sections. So, but I have had girlfriends that have had, um, you know, vaginal births that, you know, you don't, you, it's just, it's, it's, it's you never don't want, the same, right? it's never the same. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like, Oh, it doesn't feel good. It's like, it's just That's like, a be no, traumatic. no, 
it's, 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 it is giving birth is one of the most dangerous things a woman can do mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and, uh, I, I, I understand. So, you know, I had, um, some postpartum, uh, uh, after Jagger was born, there was a lot of, of horrible stuff going on in my life at the time with, with family and, and, and stuff. And my husband and I, and there were just a lot of, a lot of moving parts. And, you know, for those of you that don't know, when I, when I had Jagger, um, I ended up having, um, preeclampsia when I delivered and I ended up having a eclamptic seizure, um, right as he was coming out essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, bottomed out and had to be resuscitated and brought back. And, and I was in ICU for four days afterwards and never got to hold him on my own and was on all these crazy trips and in, you know, MRIs and CT scans and brain scans and neural, you know, I had like, um, uh, neurology students like come coming in, like taking notes on me and like in the room. And it was like a whole thing, um, mm-hmm. because my speech was a little bit delayed and I couldn't get the right side of my body to be as quick as the left. And, oh you know, I was seeing like spectrums right when I had my seizure. Um, it was right as I had my epidural, mm-hmm. I had this, I started getting like horrific head pains and all this stuff. And anyway, so, so afterwards I had a lot of trauma, um, and the baby had a lot of trauma and it definitely, uh, caused a lot of conflict. I think my husband at the time didn't maybe really know, um, my husband at the time, my husband, David, at the time, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, didn't really that- <laughs> know, <laughs> um, you know, maybe ha- what to do, how to deal with it, what, what's going on. Um, and, and then we had a lot of, you know, some sexual issues afterwards. Um, and I thank God found, you know, medication. I, I live and love my Prozac and mm-hmm. I, you know, seeked help and it took a really long time. Um, it's very hard for, a, you know, there's hormones and your body's is reconnecting and you have baby to take care of. And it's, it's, even though her baby's two or three years old, it's still your baby. Your baby still requires a lot. And I think men tend to feel a little bit um, left by the wayside mm. and woman, a woman feels, and I have as well, many times like, fuck, I'm doing everything. It's my responsibility to do everything. Like I work and I take care of the house and I'm the mom and I'm the wife, but it's like, you know, you, you want to, you want to make everybody happy and you want to make everybody feel loved and welcome. And then you're like, but it's a chore, it's a job, but yet you don't want it to feel like a job because you love your husband and you love your kids. And, but it's like, you know, you, you are at the bottom of the list, um, Mm. just because you have to be, I mean, and and you're, there was, Oh, put yourself first. And then it's like, you really can't do that. You know, you really can't do that. And then I remember somebody reading somewhere a long time ago, somebody said like, Oh, if I could do it all over again, I would, I would make sure that I always put my husband before my kids, because my, I need my husband to help me with my, like help me in my, in, in my life. Like I need that relationship to be good. So my kids can see a healthy relationship because mm-hmm. when you put your kids before your husband, your marriage falls apart, your relationship falls apart, and then your family falls apart. Um, but I don't necessarily agree with that. There yeah. just has to be, there has to be um, I mean, you can't, you can't put your husband first. You, you know, it's just fucking impossible. It has to be equal. I mean, it's you equal. have to, but there, as a woman, you're going to feel you. like you have all of these responsibilities. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, and, and they're chores, you know, like my husband and I get along great right after we've had sex for like <laughs> 24 the hours. Magic of, uh, True. Sex. We could be like hating each other and then not okay, ever hate him, but we, you know, as soon as that happens, then we're so great. 
for 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. And then after that goes, it's like, they start to feel like, what about me? What about me? You're, yeah. you're so busy with this and the kids and the, da, 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 you know, and, and, and so then it's you're something like, you face, wanna... you're just, you just face all the time when you have children, not just right when all you give time. birth. Yeah. All I the time. See that. I mean, it's, it, it, you do. I mean, it's, you just, you don't have, and there's not enough time in the day. It's like yeah. everything has to be scheduled and then it's not spontaneous and it's never going to be the way it was before you had kids. You know, um, I, 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 I think your husband has to have patience with you and you have to like, it, it has to be about love and about nurture and about him listening. And I think you, he may need to step up a little bit and, and really love, you know, take the time to be um, uh, sensitive with you mm-hmm. and allow you to, you know, I think you need to maybe be taken care of a little bit right now, yeah. just, just enough to make you feel safe to where then you want to engage and your intimate life may look different now. You know, I think it's going to look uh, and be different than it was before you had children. Um, it's almost like you become a child yourself in some way and really just need to be held. Mm. And I think that, um, that, that I think if men, and I try to tell my husband this too, if men could work on not having affection mean sex, it would go a long way. Because some men, in my experience, my, my, Tom are only is the opposite. affectionate. <laughs> in my experience, they're only affectionate. I or, love that. Or, or any kind of affection. Like if I go to lay down. Oh or God, like I've cuddle, been in a real, like my, last, my, last, my last relationship was that. And it was it's just awful. It's awful to be it's in that. Very, it, it's very difficult. It's healthy to, to feel when like you don't you have the two together, meaning one yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to have it, you know, sometimes it could mean that, but there has to be like an understanding of, oh, this means, this means I want to fuck you. Mm-hmm. And this means I just want to lay here and talk to you and love you and have you hold me because that's where I am right now. But uh-huh. guys are like, oh, she's cuddling up. And the next thing you know, you're, you're like, I don't know why, why, why are, why are you groping me? Why are uh-huh. my pants coming off? Right oh, now? baby, this if you're not, listening to you're this, like, oh, I love shit. you. I love you so God. much. Thank you for <laughs> not being that. <laughs> Most of the you time know, I'm like, I'm like, like, hey, hey, okay, this means go. <laughs> you know, it's it's like always one or the other, maybe. I yeah. don't know. I, it, it'd be nice if there was a balance. I think communicating, and I think you'll get there. Um, you know, you'll get there. You'll get there with your husband. Um, but I think you, you also have, have that- patience with yourself. Yeah, yeah, totally. I also think you have that knowledge too, right? Like I'm very self-aware that I know when Tom and I have a child, things are going to change. Like, oh, yeah. so I have to be a hundred percent comfortable that we're not going to be able to do A, B and C and, you know, yeah, these are all going to change, you know, and that's why we haven't had a kid yet, you know, because we're not ready for those changes right Right now. We're still loving fucking A, B and C, D, you know, we're just loving it, you know? So I feel like you, you, you know that. And so you should as a man and a woman know that when you are having a child, you should be self-aware that things yeah. like, like, you know, that, that, that's all going to change. And, and I think what happens is though, is, is hormonally your body, something is just wired differently. You know, everything is all fucked up. Yeah. After you have a kid. And then mind if you're nursing or like, there's all these things that are going on. 
And I think it's very difficult to explain that to your partner. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she's asking like, what could you just show her husband that she still loves him? Like, this is the first you wrote to our show, girlfriend. Yeah. You obviously love your husband. And I think you have to just tell him that. Um, I think like I'm on, you know, I had no libido. I mean, I didn't have no libido, but I definitely had a lower libido than my husband. And I got on testosterone therapy and progesterone. You know, I do t- uh, microdose testosterone three times a week, three times a week. And I do progesterone extended release every single day. And my libido completely went from like about a 40 to like an 89, 90. Like okay, that's wow. it doubled essentially. Yeah. So it's great. I mean, it caused a bunch of other problems, you know, like bad skin and just mm. weird, other weird shit. Um, but I'll take it, you know, I can balance that stuff out, but there's, there are other things. I definitely would go to a doctor and get your blood work done and yeah, see if there's something hormonally going on because it might not be in your head. It might be in your body. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like all these things are, are happening at once. So the fact that you're on antidepressants and you've got, you seeked help was wonderful. And you caught, you wrote into our show asking our advice is wonderful. No, you're not alone. I can guarantee you every single mommy out there will tell you that they've had the same experience. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, I always hear this story. Always, always. See, there's always, there's, just happens. I, I'm so glad I have a lot of friends that are moms. Cause now I'm like, okay, not ready for that. Not ready yeah. for that. Not ready for that. I mean, I was the <laughs> oldest mom. Like all my friends, kids were like in high school by the time I had my kid. Yeah. So I already saw all of this. They were all like married, divorced, married again, divorced, mm. married again. Like, you know, all, I mean, they were like all over the place. Um, so I was able to kind of get a grasp of like what could possibly go wrong. Oh, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's totally normal. And I think that you're, you're doing the right thing and you'll get back there. You will get back there. Your husband knows you love him. Yeah. I promise you, your husband knows you love him. You gave him his children Aww. and he loves you. That's beautiful. So thank you for writing in. I hope that helps a little bit. Oh, I love that. That was so beautiful. What what time are we at? So we've been talking so much. One twenty six. I've been talking. Blah, blah, no, it's blah, been blah. great. We have like another half hour. Oh, 38 minutes. Okay, cool. Um, okay, let's do another question. And then we'll get into the nine one one calls, and then I'll. Do you have, any, do you have a sex question to kind of lighten up the mood? Uh, let's a little see. Bit? The like a lot of these questions are pretty They're heavy, intense. man. Which I I, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, we're just all feeling heavy at the moment. Um, let me see if I can. Oh, wait, can I tell oh. you something really funny? Yeah. Just to share this. So one of one of our guys that we answered the question. Watch, um, we're reading the same thing, aren't we? <laughs> what is it about? Is it him playing Guitar Hero? Is it that one? No, 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 Is no, it no. the picture that he sent us? No, no, no. It's hilarious. Okay, okay, sure. So, so he, so this, so we answered this question, I guess, um, a couple episodes ago. Here we go. It was um, a girl faking orgasms. <laughs> I think, I How many have you faked, Danielle? Girls Can cannot, count. Uh, too many to count. Um, thank you so much for doing the podcast, blah, blah, blah. So, um, so we answered the question. Um, about how to, you know, get her off and take your time and all that stuff. And he said, he wrote in to thank us and say, update. I listened to all of your episodes. I changed up what I was doing and she's now finishing before me. So you guys are miracle workers. Thank you so much. I would like to still know what you think about the question. Oh, and then he said, um, oh, because the... (laughs) his girl, um, he said he was fucking her for like 20 minutes and she, she didn't come. And he was like, well, I don't understand like what the deal is or whatever. Um, and then I guess she posted, just got done railing me and he's playing guitar hero. And there's like a, and he sent this to me. There's like a picture that she took of him from her, from like bed that he's like playing guitar. Oh, Oh my I god, I love she's it. Posting that just got done railing me and he's playing guitar hero. Oh my god, so great. 
Oh, I yes. love that. That's so great. Um, oh, the question was that she said that girls can only can't can't finish only from penetration, and that she says that ninety percent of girls' orgasms are fake, and that kind of ruined the mood. So they ended up playing Guitar Hero instead. And he was just wondering if that was true because um, now he feels like everyone that he's been with was faking the fun times. So, uh, do you think? Um, I don't know this question actually. Can can women only can women not have an orgasm just from intercourse? I mean, like from a vaginal penetration. Like, I have to have a little bit. I have to have a combination. I have to a little bit. Uh, yeah, like vibrator or fingers or something. Yeah, no, I Me can't. Too. I can't just. I can't. Yeah, no. Um, I, I think. So is that everybody? I, I think that is. I mean, unless there's some fucking miracle women out there that are like, I get off with anything, you know. <laughs> anyway, right. I mean, right. I, but I think that's like very, very, very common. I think that's like, <laughs> I love Jesus. Ninety nine point nine percent of women out there <laughs> need need a, need another kind of stimulation. Yeah, could you imagine just being like? Just no, no. Oh my god! Just dick in the vagina. No, with no, nothing. No, nothing, nothing would happen. No, I instantly go to touching myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean you that's where to. your that's where our nerve endings are, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's in our clitoris, there it's you not go. in our vagina. There are other things in there that are on the other side of the clit that inside your vagina that are, feel really good to be touched from inside. Yeah, that you'll feel you know sensation from, but. Um, yeah, it's not, don't think that, you know, you bending us over and railing us from the back for 30 minutes is going to make anyone come because it's not, unless she's touching herself. Yeah. Right. It's true. It is true. Pretty much. It's true. And yeah. everyone's different too. Like, so you got to like figure out what works for your girl. Like, I mean, that, that's also another thing. It's like, it's not the same thing that you did on that other girl and that other girl yeah. that's going to work on, you know, it's like, you've got to, need- and women have to start communicating. I'm really bad at this too. You got to start communicating. Yes. Do like this, just, do that. I know it's like, not like, this is why we kind of created this thing so we can have a safe space for our yeah. partners and people just, just talk about this subject and not be right. so afraid of it. It's so cool to like tell your person what you want in bed. What feels yeah. good, you know? That was like one thing I I told Tom, you know, it was it was kind of sad. I was like I was like my whole sex life like I've been the the cool girl syndrome and I was I like know. I really don't think I've ever realized what really works for me. And I was like you're the first guy that I'm with that I actually like want to explore that and be vulnerable yeah. with and tell yeah. you that. And be like, yeah, I, I know what to do to get a guy off. Totally. I can put on a great show. But like, of course, I want to figure out what's good that for me. You? Yeah. I was like, how I want to figure out what's you? good for me, you know? And and maybe yeah. maybe it isn't as dirty as I think it is, you know? And maybe it's like. It's not. Nice, you know? And just I mean, as much as I types. talk about. As much as I talk about like toys and this yeah. and that. And, you know, like our craziness, like. My intimate life with my husband is very, um, very. Uh. Um, that's our truest self. Yeah. That's our, that's our real relationship. Skeet like said it right. That is our love. <laughs> Skeet said it right back. Yeah. In, like those episodes, he's like, those are kind of like the most like genuine, you know, why fuck with it? Why rush it? Why make it yeah. like, you know, you can have fun and play once you, you know, but you, that, that really should be part of, part of it. And also like, you know, when you take your time to get to know somebody before you sleep with them, you I know, know. And, and, and then maybe you can, you know, you, you can figure out how to communicate better. It mm-hmm. takes a long time. I mean, I'm sure there's times where like, there's guys I've dated for like a, a year, maybe at a time. Before where you I, said something. I, of course. <laughs> yeah. Where you're like, I, if I ever even said anything mm-hmm. to begin with. Yeah. 
There's a lot of times ever. I've stayed very silent. Very. <laughs> and, you know, and but also, they thought it was the best sex they've ever had in their life. I'm you know, sure. Women, we also need to stop faking orgasms because we're just also, you know, poor guys, man. We're just like, we're, we're not like setting them up for success either. No. If we're just faking you it all the time. The world, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it doesn't benefit anyone. I, I, I feel bad for, you know, all the partners that I've faked with, you know, it's like, yeah. it does not benefit anyone. Be honest and, 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 and experiment together and figure it out. And it's only going to make you guys better, you know, sex partners for your future people or whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, twiddle the bean, twiddle the bean. Yeah. Twiddle your bean. bean. Find out what works for you. Twiddle your bean. I love it. I love that Jake, this guy's name is Jake that he wrote in and was like, thank you. Like the guys don't know. And, and also this girl he was dating was like, you do know that like, it's not, this is not going to work for Good for her. So good for you. Yeah. Take, follow in her footsteps and then play guitar. So all you girls listening, do not sell yourself short of the experience. We've done it to you, ladies. Tell them what you what works for you take control of your body and enjoy yourself it is not just for the man we are not yeah. in the 50s anymore yeah and men too though you know there's this it goes on the other foot too you know a lot of a lot yeah, of it's men, like Corey Feldman was saying yeah right? like like you know speak up for yourself too you know it goes both ways guys yeah, say what you need you know yeah don't don't, don't feel like you gotta fucking sleep with someone <laughs> guys <laughs> you don't gotta do it um so this guy wrote in hi scout Danielle just found your podcast and barely at episode 16. Got to catch up, boy. Um, and about that website to find happy endings. Did we talk about oh. this? That would be, yeah. you did, right? I did. There was, yeah, there was, I should ask my husband. What so the so he was told called. us it's oh, called he has it. Rub Maps. Yes, rub maps. Rub maps. Laugh out loud. A lot of yep. parlors actually offer happy endings, although I literally just want a good massage, but happy endings is a cherry on top. Oh my God. <laughs> that's so weird to me. Really? I probably well, would have done it. If I had a, if I had a dick, I probably would have done a, a few massage happy endings in my time. Come but on. Our track record. Are you fucking kidding me? But how do you know who you're going to get? Do you get to pick your massage there? I'm sure when you you see them and you're like, not who I want to have it from. (laughs) Or, yeah, I want to have it from you. (laughs) You know, it's like, I'm sure, bitch, we would have had so many fucking happy endings in massage parlors if we were men. We would have fucking been like, yo, you want to go in the same room? But no, you know what? I don't think so. You know why? Really? Because it was, well, for me, sex is never about getting off, though. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, me neither. Me neither. So it but, was but, about But think like about a man. If you were like a man body. A man. Yeah. yeah. If you were a guy. A guy with a sex addiction. <laughs> sex and love addiction. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> guy with Rub a sex and maps. love addiction doesn't want to be All of alone. a sudden, all these, all, okay, these, cool. um, all these like massage parlors are going to be like booming with business now. <laughs> From us, it's rub maps, rub maps, rub maps. maps. If we are not condoning this, this is illegal prostitution. Yeah, yeah, guys, don't illegal. Oh, that's funny. That's so funny. Um, Okay, so we have a little bit. Should we? Because I want to listen to a couple of the nine one one calls. Yeah, we're into nine one one calls lately, guys. Because it, it just you know we we do these true crime cases that are from some are are really old, some are new, but it's like there's there's lots of like really horrific things going on Mm -hmm. like now every day with real people. So Um, let's talk nine one one. Let's talk nine one one to me. I will, darling. Okay, let me pull up this this one actually, Danielle wants to play since we oh my god this is like this one was so intense really oh my god 
<laughs> okay, I'm trying to it's open working. it. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, it's not working. Do you want to try it on your what? side? Yeah, it's not opening the link. I think that's why last time I didn't, I didn't listen to it. Okay, hold on. Oh, wait, maybe I do. Maybe I just needed a... These are like, you know, like mental health, man, like (sighs) it's a serious issue, dude. It really is. And I just, I, I don't know why people like don't get help or don't want this seems like, this seems like he just literally couldn't watch his wife in pain anymore. Yeah. But why, why kill your son? You know what I'm because saying? It, He's yeah. a life. You, you, you take, okay. T- I, I get that. Okay. Whatever. Even I thought maybe it was like a, a you know, a, um, a help suicide or whatever, but you, but when you go after your son and you end his chance right. of a life, right, that goes right. into a different bracket of, of, why didn't he just let God take her? Yeah. When he, when, when it was her time. And step up and be a good father and take care of your son and give him the best life he possibly have could have had. You know, I'm sorry. There's a lot of fucking people that like leave someone when you're like, I can't stand seeing my wife like this. I, I, I don't want to be a father or whatever. It's called divorce. Yeah. <laughs> it's called yeah. leaving and letting them figure it out. A family member or something. Don't, you don't take matters like, what if, into what if- your own hand. What if your partner has, you know, like a stage four cancer? You, you're not going to leave, you know, you're not going to leave your partner, but how do you watch? How do you watch that? I mean, you do, you just have to find you the courage and the support to. and the strength to, to support them through it. But I'd rather you and fucking leave. I'd rather you leave that person. If then. you can't deal with it. As fucking awful it is, as it is that you would fucking leave someone in that. I've seen it done before. I've seen fucking episodes do it, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, just leave then. If you think you want to kill someone because of the pain that they're going through and, and you can't you can't handle whatever it is, whatever obstacle, fucking leave. See, I see it totally different. Do I, you? I saw I did. I saw it as like he he couldn't 
watch her suffer anymore. I get that. I understand that. And if they had a talk, you know, like there's some cases that, you know, it's, it's like a husband and a wife and they had a talk and she wants me to kill her and I'm going to kill myself because I want to be with my wife. Okay. But you lost me when he shot his fucking kid. And then burnt them alive. And then burnt burnt them them alive. alive, And then said that you were going to shoot the police officers if they tried to like save any of them. Right. You lost me. Now you're, now you're, you're a fucking killer. You lost me. Yeah. You know, this is a police, mind you, this was a police officer. Oh shit. Yeah. That's, see, that's nuts. That's nuts to me too. Like this was someone that like was supposed to protect. Protect. And he did the opposite. You know, who is he supposed to protect more? His fucking own family. Yeah. You know? His son died by his father shooting him in the head. How old was his son? Did it say? Uh, uh, no, probably. Oh my God. Young. I don't even want to, it, just young, young, Dude, young. Dude, like, fuck, fuck. It's, that's not okay. All right. Should we do another one? <laughs> look at me. Look at me. I'm, I'm so like, mad at you that you turn me on to this shit. Uh, I know, I'd but rather isn't just it? people chopping people up isn't instead it? of like, you know, but, or sewing their eyes open. Then, then, then I, I it, this is why I love documentaries so much because it's, I, I, I need to hear their voice. Yeah. I need, I, I, the, that, did that do anything me. for you? He was so calm. He was like, don't interrupt me. I'm doing this. He, he, he very much like he, an officer, he, he, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, when I heard it, it, it shook me to my core. Yeah. hundred percent. It shook me to my core, but, I, but more because I was hearing the smoke alarm going off in the background and knew that his, his son had been shot and was about to, his body about to be burned to, you know, I just, I got the visual because I was able to hear it versus reading about it on a piece of paper. Yeah. That's why I like these calls. And I like, you know, it's like I get, I get sucked into the life of the play essentially. Yeah. And they say that you can tell a lot about a 911 call, um, to the point where sometimes I think it's a little bit much because like they'll bring it into like the trial, you know, and they'll be like, well, this guy didn't sound right. He didn't sound, you know, sad that is he killed her because he didn't sound sad when he found her or Or whatever. Or or he was too hysterical. Yeah. You know, like you can't, everyone deals with shit differently, you know, just like I'm sure another guy, if he, if whatever, another case, another killer or whatever, that was a police officer would have called and had a different tone. You know, everyone just is so like, if I was to find someone, I think about this all the time too, because we've done so many scenes, like, oh, I guess we've done a few scenes together. And that last one that I found you, I mean, I always think I'm like, how would I actually be in person though? Yeah. I wonder if I would be how I have been in movies or if I would be so shocked that I couldn't say anything right? or that I would be so frantic. Like, you know, you never really know. You just don't know how you're going to react until you're in that situation. Until you're in that situation. Exactly. Okay. Let's not find out. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, (laughs) Okay. So I'm just going to. You know, I was telling you before you read that, I would, you know, I I think I'd gone over, I gone over, I don't know if I talked about on the show. I think I did about my PTSD, about that crazy bitch that tried to run me off the road with my kids. Yeah. Um, And I, that was the first time that I was ever in a situation like that, where I was fearing, I I had a genuine fear for my life and it wasn't my life. It was my children um, who were hysterical, you know, and and throwing up in the backseat while this was, this chase was going on the freeway. And um, I did not react the way that I thought I was going to at all, at all, at all, at all. I was a, completely blathering 
like I, I couldn't, I was so mad at myself after the fact that I let myself completely lose control mm. while I was on the phone in front of my kids. Mm. But I also was driving my car yeah. on the freeway going 70 with someone trying to run me off the road as I was yelling at 911 to try to find me. Yeah. So it's like I was in a chase and on and on speakerphone trying to figure out how, how to get help and my kids screaming in the back. It's like, I just lost it. I lost all control over the situation. And I never thought I would let my kids see me like that. I never, mm. thank God they were young where they don't remember it. Yeah. But I never thought that, that I would, I thought I would have everything under control and I would make sure that I, everything was taken care of and they would never let see mommy lose it. And, and mommy lost it. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I could never see you like that. Do, do that. You know, but yeah. when you're, when, when, you're when I, when it. I thought, you know, that someone was about to hurt my kid in, in that situation, if it, I mean, I listen again, you never know how you're going to react in a situation until yeah. you're in it. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's very, 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 very true. All right. Talk more 911 to me. Um, I don't think we have time. I think we got to talk, um, talk scary. Case. <laughs> All right. Scout, talk scary. Talk scary to me. All right. So apparently Danielle is living under a rock. <laughs> Because Danielle has not heard about this case, and you need to hear this case because Jessica. When when Beale, did it come out? Jessica Beale is playing this woman. Oh yes, um, mind you, I've been in an apartment. I don't have cable. Oh what? Like, I don't have any. I don't have any TV. I don't have any like access. Oh girl, to I'll send you my Hulu account. Oh no! Then they start blocking that. Then they start blocking that shit. They start. I only have HBO Max. That's why and Netflix. That's why I watched. You know, that's why I'm on hip on the other. Oh well, don't worry. You can wait. Wait for the HBO because uh, um, Elizabeth Olsen is playing this character in another one. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So it's literally these two, I guess, like playing the same character, but or person, not character. Let's see who's going to play better. Curious. Jessica Biel fucking was terrifying. She was. And hot at the same time. So I was, I was questioning. I was like, "Uh, uh," which is a question that we should answer. She's not supposed to be. I saw the, I saw the poster of it. Uh, Yeah. She, but Jessica Biel's hot. You know, yeah, she hot. just is hot. So yeah, she's put on like a fucking perfect. wig and like, yeah. you know, and then, and then still hot. these scenes have her like, you know, having whatever, we'll, we'll talk about it, but having like an affair and, you know, she took her clothes off. I was like, damn. I was oh, like, she did. Yeah. I was like, well, shit. She's got great boobs, doesn't she? Yeah. It's just abs for days. I'm like, damn, yeah. who do Bitch. you fucking work out with? Because I need to know. Okay. So Justin th- Timberlake. She fucks Justin yeah. Timberlake a lot. I'm mad at Justin Tim. I'm mad at him. Okay, I'm mad at him for his 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 speculation that he had an like he did something with a co-star of his because there's pictures and and all this stuff and a while ago apology. Yeah, but still, I'm like, come on, man. Like professional, let's be professional on set, you know, but obviously you don't, I mean, you know, people go, well, you don't know what their marriage was like and what was going on in their home life. But they're, but they're married. Fuck. What's going on in their life? And separate and do that shit when you're separated. If I'm ever going to do that or whatever, I will tell Tom, I'll be like, Hey, I'm having these, these, something's happening. (laughs) You know, I can't, you you can't, you can't do that shit. This, we're not 20. We're not fucking teenagers anymore. You've, these are people's lives. You can't do that shit, baby. I'll never do that. I love you. Okay. So this is about um, Candy Montgomery. So so it's interesting because Candy, she was often described like in her childhood and in her upbringing that she was kind of like the prima donna. Um, she always wanted things right. She... Um, always wanted she had like she was very like an independent spirit um she was very open 
Um, she also wanted to have a pretty fancy life. And in order to get that, she knew that she would have to marry a rich guy to mm. be able to get out of the town that she was in and to have like, you know, she was what, looking for a way out. She was looking for a way out. Exactly. So, um, the man that she found the first time she laid eyes on Pat Montgomery, she wasn't too happy apparently with how he looked. She found him too introverted and not very handsome. But what Pat- year was this by the way? Um, this was, oh my God, Scout Compton. How did you Long not write ago, the year? Right? The eighties. Yeah, okay. So nowadays, I think it was like, like not end of the seventies, and then the eighties. Not 80s. looking for a man to, to yeah, to give yeah. Them so that, okay, hopefully. yeah, the time, the time, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um. So, but Pat was destined to be wealthy someday. So Candy gave it another chance. The outsider looking in, Candy Montgomery appeared to have it all—the perfect life. And that's what was so interesting because she did, and and I think Jessica Biel played her very, very well because I, I. I exact. I, I got who Candy was. I mean, she was a fucking hardworking housewife. Like she mm-hmm. fucking made sure that house looked clean. She like made sure her kids like had all the activities. Like her husband was happy. Like she she seemed like a fucking normal housewife that you would see. You you right. would not expect anything. Um. So she began to get bored in her mm-hmm. marriage. And she wanted some excitement and Mm -hmm. she would go to church regularly. And, um, she, you know, was a part of, it was was so funny. She was a part of like these, this mom group and all of them would like fantasize over, over, um, uh, erotic books and stuff like that, (laughs) you know, like living through the pages, you know, like, Oh, like he fucked her like that. My husband doesn't fuck me like that, whatever. (laughs) So she got a little bit more brave. So right. Candy Montgomery married to Pat Montgomery, a young electrical engineer at Texas Instruments and mother of two children. Betty Gore was a, so this is Betty who she um, murdered. Betty Gore was a middle school teacher married to Alan Gore. Both the Montgomerys and the Gores regularly, regularly attended a service at the First United Methodist Church of Lucas, according to Texas Monthly in 1984 profile. This is what brought Candy Montgomery and Betty Gore together and ultimately led to the affair and murder. Candy Montgomery decided this affair was in order. An affair would give her something to look forward to, a breath of fresh air life into a stale marriage and help her feel sexy and wanted. But where to start? Candy wasn't sure, but she'd figured it out. During one of the weekly volleyball, volleyball games hosted by the church, Candy noticed Alan. It wasn't like they didn't know each other. Uh, Their daughters were friends and Candy considered his wife a friend. She just never noticed Alan in that way. Uh, For the, for the next few months, her affair was, uh, her affair was all, the affair was all that Candy could think about. She even got brave enough to confide in a few friends without naming names, of course. Then Candy suddenly realized that it just wasn't as thrilling anymore. It had lost its spark and she wanted, she wasn't ready to find a new lover to reignite the flame. Candy and Alan mutually ended the end of their affair. So she confronted him one night after Praying on him, here's the pray term, praying on, mm-hmm. praying on him for weeks. She confronted him in his car and just spilled it out blunt 
I, I think you're, I think you're my type and I think I want to have an affair with you. And it took him a while for him to agree to hit, but she kept mm. on prying him, prying and prying and prying until he finally just gave up. And then once they started having sex, he kind of got into it more. And then Betty, um, ended up speculating something was going on and he ultimately wanted to end the affair. So he was the mm. one who was like, I wanted to end the affair. And then she kind of made it seem like, Oh, well I already, I wanted to as well. You know, you know, as you do. Of course. Yeah. Um, so the day of the murder. So she, Betty's daughter was over at Candy's place. She had already spent the night. So the next morning Candy and Betty was kind of like quiet. She was very timid. She was the opposite of Candy. And Candy decided, just decided, she was like, well, her daughter, Betty's daughter is just going to stay the whole day. And I'm going to take her to the show because she just felt bad, you know. And so the day of the murder, Alan was out of town on a business trip, kept calling to try and get a hold of Betty. He even had his neighbor go check a few times until he finally told them to break in but the door was unlocked. They spotted Betty Gore. She was soaked in blood, her face so disfigured that she was barely identifiable. It was obvious Betty Gore had been murdered. Candy had been questioned, but mentioned nothing about the affair. And once officers heard this little detail, they went to question her again. But Candy had retained the service of a defense attorney, fellow church member Don uh, so, so all of them were like, all of them were friends. Um, mm, so they, small town. A small town. So all of the friends knew they, 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 they were on Candy's side. They were like, there's no way that Candy could have done this. And then when she was on the stand, so she, she went and found a lawyer before, um, um, before the, the detectives interviewed her again. And she admitted to what she had done. She admitted mm. to to um, grabbing an axe and and um, killing Betty, but she explained it that she was doing it in self defense. That she arrived. Did they go there. after the husband first? No, he was out of town. Huh. They oh. didn't. They yeah, he was out of town. He had he left that mm. morning for a trip, and then by the nighttime, so th the the killing happened. Um, I, I think roughly after like ten thirty a.m. because. Candy was going to Betty's house to grab a bathing suit for Betty's daughter because she was going to mm. stay there. And Candy says that Betty confronted her about the affair and oh. then started acting really weird and brought an axe out and threatened her and just said, this is, you know, just, just showed her it. And then she proceeded to walk into the laundry room and Candy followed her. And then that's when she says Betty snapped and started attacking her. So she was trying to get the ax away from her. And when she got the ax, she started, Betty started attacking her more. So she had to stab her. Self-defense. Self-fucking-defense. Yeah. But Danielle, does 41 mm. times sound like self-defense? Yeah, no. Like, what? <laughs> right. 41 times? I think that- That bitch lost her mind. I think that- that bitch is dead. I think she's, she's, mm -hmm. she's gone. You know, like I, well, I get it. Do you think it. you just black out though? Do you think that there's like, you just sort of go, like you, so, you escape your body? So that's what she said. So she said, so they went and did like a hypnosis, like, um, 
thing to kind of go into like past trauma and see why she did it and go back to the incident and try to find out some truth. I mean, back then, apparently that fucking shit worked. Nowadays, mm. that shit don't work. That don't fly. No. <laughs> that, that don't fly. A therapist is not going to say, yes, is there some trauma? Right. <laughs> She's right. got to get away. Yes. Trauma. Duh. <laughs> so, so the trauma was that her mom shushed her as a kid uh, a lot. So she couldn't talk. Like she just shushed her all the time. And when Betty shushed oh, that was her, that was Candy, her trigger. that was her trigger. That was her trigger. 41 times trigger. So also what happened after she stabbed this woman and at 40, I'm sorry, I wish my dad, you know, we'll, we'll talk about uh, this case with my dad because I'd really love to get his input. After she stabbed, stabbed her, she left her there. There's also a baby that is there that she left, didn't touch. So the baby was screaming all night long until the neighbors came in. Oh, God. Are you, that's in the fucked. crib. In the crib. In the crib all day long. And she also used um, Betty's shower. <laughs> really? She went and used the, the shower. To rinse off. To rinse off. And in shock. And she proceeded to go back to the church where she had to continue on with her day. <laughs> did she like, borrow Betty's clothes? Did she put no, on Betty's clothes? She did. She, okay. she, she, she didn't. Um, or it wasn't said that she did. Um, but I'm going to assume her clothes were soaked in blood. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and she'd like nicked herself too. She'd nicked herself on her toe um, as well. So she also had like a, like a, a little limp. Um, oh, poor candy. On. I know, seriously. But she nicked her toe. So because of all of that, um, and and this was the first time when she was testifying, when she went up on the stand, this was the first time the whole town was behind her. Like, Betty, mm. like, no way Candy would have done this. Like, oh my God, there's there the whole town is afraid that there was like fucking someone in this town trying to kill people. And she just told the truth. And the whole town was shocked. Like, oh my God, beyond themselves. Could you imagine hearing that in the, in the courtroom? So no. on October 30th, 1980, a jury of nine women and three men found Candy Montgomery not, not guilty. guilty of Betty Gore's murder. She was acquitted of the fucking murder charge. Do you think that case would fly now? With with that evidence of hypnosis and no, the no. trauma that she faced no, and no, forty one no. fucking stab wounds no, and her no. confessing that she killed her and she no, killed she her be- she killed her because of um, news about the affair. No, so she served no time. No, nothing. No, and it was so interesting because also um, she didn't think she thought things were going to go back to normal. She thought like, see, she thought she was like, see, like they're going to, they're going to see that I'm innocent and that that it was self-defense and there was nothing I could do. And she thought that it was going to go back to normal. And I'm sorry, the guy, Pat, to not have enough fucking balls, they remained together afterwards for a very, very, very fucking long time until they got a divorce. And now um, Candy lives in Georgia and goes by her maiden name, Candace Wheeler. She works alongside her daughter, Jenny as a mental health therapist 
two teens <laughs> and adults suffering from depression. Oh, it's always those who can't teach, right? Dude. Wow. So many times I hear about this stories, like, like, I think I told this on the on the podcast, but it just is crazy. Like there's this teacher that teaches high schoolers and he had murdered his entire family. Um, and the students found out about it and he was like a, a fucking professor. They're like, Jeez. how the fuck is this guy? How did this guy get approved to teaching our children? Right, right. You know, right, right. Is that nuts? Oh my God. So this show, so this so, okay. So Jessica Biel's already been on and all the episodes have already been on Hulu. Yeah, it's good. Okay. It's good. She, okay. she, she nailed it. I mean, I, I, for the first time I, I kind of got who this serial killer was. She was really great. I'm, I, See, women are crazy. Women kill yeah. for like, it's much more brutal. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I think something does snap in someone to, to do it. Cause I feel like anytime someone's stabbed, maybe cause you, maybe you don't know that they're dead. They're going to die. Like, I don't know. I feel like every time someone's stabbed, it's not like twice and they die. But it's she, like was stab- stabbed. she was stabbed. She was stabbed everywhere. Like face, face, her face was unrecognizable. They're dead. You know? Yeah. Yeah. When you hit yeah. him in the face and her right. chest, her body, like, right. There's <laughs> maybe the face came after. I think the face came first. Probably. I think I think that's what I think she was like. She got her. I think she was like, I'm fucking gonna fucking get you. Yeah. This is why people don't have affairs. This is what happens, yeah. people, when you cheat on your partner. Guys, <laughs> this is what could happen. Okay, guys, this is what could happen so, to your woman if you cheat. Yeah. <laughs> Never fucking cheat. No. Just be honest. So get guys out of it. Like, I wouldn't mind getting rid of my woman. <laughs> get out of it. Think twice, Don't man. do it. Think Don't twice. do it. Someone will end up dead. Uh, think twice. All right, guys. Thank you so uh, much. Thanks for thank listening. You. Don't forget, send in your questions and keep up sending us cool cases. You know, podcast to talk scary to me.com. Yes. Please subscribe, yes. follow us, listen on, uh, watch us on Patreon mm-hmm. and um, join our, our social media. Yeah, please, Instagram. Yeah. Thank Fox you. Me podcast. Thank Thanks, you guys. guys. Bye. Bye.